Hello and welcome to Grace Life Duras. We are a gospel-centered church family focused on reaching the unreached and making disciples. We pray that this teaching will help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus and discover more of the reality of Christianity. Hello everyone, welcome back to our teaching from Grace Life Duras. And um, I'm excited to be sharing with you another teaching on walking above fear or living above fear. It's had such a great impact in my life and I believe and my desire is to see the same happening in your life too. Um, really to discover and really experience and walk in the fullness of who you are in Christ so that you may live in the realm that Christ himself walked in while he was on earth. Let's uh, get ready to get into the Word. You can grab something to drink, grab a pen, a paper, sit down, relax. I just drank some water as well. And let's pray. So Father, we just want to thank you for your goodness. Thank you that you are more than enough. Thank you, Father, that everything you've promised in your Word, all of it can be ours, not just one day. But now, as we experience the reality of our faith, and as we walk with you, looking to you, and really awaken to the reality of Christ in us, the hope of glory, may it always be radical and may it always be good news. The work of salvation at the cross. I pray for you to guide us, Holy Spirit, through this teaching, that we will listen to your heart and that our hearts will be sensitive to hear what you're speaking to us right now. Amen. Okay, so we are going to get straight into our teaching. And uh, today with Fearless, I wanted to kind of just review a little bit where we've been. And, and I'm going to do it in a different way than just telling you what we've done. But I wanted us to go to Matthew 7. So in Matthew 7, Jesus is speaking and actually, he's doing a lot of speaking. If you have one of those Bibles with the red and um, marked in it, like the red words, then you will see he has been doing a lot of teaching and a lot of sharing. And here we have this wonderful, wonderful part of Scripture where Jesus says to us the following. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house. And yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house and it fell and great was its fall. So what I want you to hear here today with regards to fearless is how important it is that we hear his words and obey his words. Now, there is a difference in our language. We think of I hear and I obey, but the sense given here is the sense that as you hear, you obey. So, for example, if I hear something, I will then, and I believe what I hear, 
there is no way that I will not act accordingly. If I hear that today there will be a storm in my house, then and I'm planning to go out, then I am going to definitely dress in a way that's appropriate for the weather. This is a very practical example, but it's the same idea. Secondly, when we listen with this heart that I want to want to obey, it changes how we listen. We're not just listening to your instruction or to be given mental ideas. Um, this is so dangerous right now all over the world is this idea that is sneaking into all our thinking um, a lot that our faith is kind of like mental ascent. It is a good idea that helps people who need help. That is not true. This is more than knowledge we gain. This is when we come to God's word, we come to his presence with the attitude that I am coming because as I hear faith is being birthed in me and therefore I do, I'm coming to obey the words which have been shared with me. And so the same is true in any era in life, but specifically when it comes to living above fear, we can hear all the scriptures and you might know all of them about living without fear. And yet still you can live in fear. It is really important that it goes further than knowing scriptures. It needs to be something that we are applying. We are obeying. We are walking it out every single day. You might not be facing actual physical fears every single day, but there are always that, that voice inside of us that goes against the voice of the Lord who is calling to our hearts and in our hearts, there is always more in him. And this is very exciting. We can live in that reality where we can see the kingdom of God come on the earth. But if we want to do it, we have to be, we have to be willing to do something, which is to believe and then do something with what we believe. That might be as simple as speaking to a friend about Jesus because you're scared of doing it. Good. Start somewhere. That might be that you need to start memorizing some scriptures because the reason you are in fear is your heart and your mind is trained to go to fear when you are faced with something and you don't have enough scripture inside of you and you have not trained your mind to go to scripture when faced with fear. And that's another thing you can do. That's really exciting because you can do that. Start meditating on the scriptures. Start getting the scriptures into your heart, changing your default setting. But you can also do things, for example, stepping out in what you know God's called you to for that day. And that might be simple things. Today, I want to spend time just praying and thanking God. Today, I want to confess these scriptures over my life, these truths over my life. Today, I am choosing to walk in peace. Today, I'm not going to rush to get somewhere. Today, I choose to see God's vision for my life and not the resources needed, not all the things that's still standing in the way. No, I choose to see what God says. These are all things we do daily. And when we do them daily, they become a way of life. And so we build our house. You know, a house is built stone by stone, brick by brick, the same way with our lives. And this, the, the important thing I want you to get from this scripture today is that both men built houses, but it was in the storms that we saw what the foundation was. 
When we take God's word and we apply it in our lives and we practice daily applying it, when the storm comes, when the fear comes and hits you, it cannot enter. You know, someone can hit you from the outside, but they cannot hit you from the inside. When they hit you from the outside, that's one thing. But to protect yourself on the inside, that is where the true battle lies. And so I want to encourage you that if up until now you've just listened to the series, yet you've done very little with what you've heard, think, what do you really believe? Ask yourself, why am I not using what I'm hearing? Why am I not taking it and applying it somewhere in my life? Is there maybe a place where I still struggle to believe God and his goodness? Is there a place where maybe I've had negative experiences in my past and I struggle to see that? that actually I will not lack, I will not fail. Go there with the Lord and let him heal that area. But do not do nothing, for both men at least did the right thing. They built. The one just built foolishly and the other one built as a wise man. Let us all be known as wise men and women of God. So as we continue digging deeper into this topic of fearless, I want us to become very practical with it. And over the next few sessions, even if we don't entitle it fearless, we will be going practically deep into some of the topics and how to apply them daily in your life. So, as we know, Jesus was God on earth. Of all the people to hang around with, it would be absolutely life transformational hanging around God in the flesh. Imagine that, okay? And yet he says to us, listening is not enough. Hanging around me is not enough. Our part is to not just listen, but to obey, to believe and to obey what we hear. And obey is not a bad word. It's a very, 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 very good word, especially now that we have God's grace empowering us to obey, to do what God has called us to do and to believe what God has called us to believe. So he says to us that um, obedience or, or when we hear The hearing should be from the heart of I'm listening to go, what can I do with this, Father? Because I want my faith to be more than mental assent. My faith has to be who you are, Lord, and who I am because of who you are in me. And then I walk it out and I see it work. Okay? So we are not saying our life is about works, meaning that we must do, do, do. But what we are saying is that faith is real. It is not just mental descent, it is actually something we get to do because of who we are now. As long as we are just listening, we can never have houses that can withstand mighty storms. Look at the promise that's given here. If we will, in faith, do what we hear, our houses will withstand great storms. Isn't that incredible? And the one saying this to us is Jesus God on earth, he is credible. We can believe him. He withstood to the point of death. Then he conquered death and opened the way for those following to enter into that victory. Wow, wow, wow. So instead of continuing on with this series, we are going to just stand still and just look a little bit at what God is saying. So some of the scriptures we focused on so far has been 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, Romans 8 verse 15, Isaiah 54 verse 14, 2 Samuel 22, 2 to 3. I'll say them again for you. Okay. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and love and discipline. 
1 John 4 verse 18 There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves punishment, and the one who fears is not perfected in love. I love verse 19 that says, For we love because God, for we love because God loved us first. Romans 8 verse 15, for you have not received the spirit of slavery, so, sorry, you have not received the spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by which we cry out, Abba, Father. Each group has a few um, moments to think about these verses. So as you think about it, as you listen to it, just think about these verses, okay? They are so, so important, okay? 2 Samuel 22, verse 2 to 3, also a very powerful verse. Now, I want you today, sorry, I think I said each group. That's what we did on Sunday. We broke into groups and we discussed this, you know? And so what I want you to do is, like, I really want you to quiet yourself with this with this specific teaching. And I want you to... Take a pen and write down some questions about these verses. Take these verses, look at these verses, meditate on them. I've, we've used so many examples. We've used the train example where we said that um, the, imagine the train engine and you see the carts or the carriers behind it. In a way, fear is like those carriers behind it that's just been hooked onto our engine, our mind, our thoughts, our emotions, our will. And it's been hooked on there through life circumstances, through the enemy. And the good news is that you can unhook, you can disconnect and disengage from fear and live in the reality of what God came to give you. You really can. You can live out these scriptures and experience the power of living there in your life. You can do this with the empowering of God, your Father, and with stepping out, okay? And so when you do this, it means you can't just disconnect from that carrier. You should connect to his carrier or his cart and say, what is the truth? I disconnect from the lie that I'm full of fear or that I'm anxious or that I have to be scared of this or that I'm never going to make it or that I'm not good enough or that God will not see me through or that there will be always will be lack. You need to connect to the truth, the truth of his word. Put that carrier there and say, I choose to pull this carrier. I was created to pull these carriers, you know. So what I want you to do is take down these questions, pause the teaching if you have to, write them down. And I know it's going to take a few minutes, but it will bless you to sit down and really think, take inventory. Where am I now? Where am I now in my life? And throughout the series, Think about what truth so far has stood out for you the most and why that has stood out for you the most. What is it that God wants to share with you through that truth that will get you from where you are right now to experiencing more of his power, love and sound-mindedness, walking out of that place of fear and into the place of victory through faith. Think about the questions that we asked through the series. What was the antidote to fear? Why does it not work sometimes, do you think? Why is it supposed to work every time? What are the roots of all fear? What's the root of all fear? We discussed that. What is the root of all fear? You might ask yourself, what is the root? If we know the root of all fear, which we explained, 
So I'll give you a tip. The root of all fear is the sense of lack. We're not good enough or we don't have enough and, and that God is not good. So if we know that is the root of all fear, now we can take our fears to that and say, where is it that I am afraid, Father? Either I don't know your goodness the way I should, or I'm still scared that I'm not enough, or I don't have enough, or you're not enough. Take it to him and say, Father, how do we change this? How do we start working on this so that in this area of my life I walk free? How does knowing these things, how does it help you to address your fear? Think, how does it adopt me what does it look like when i walk out of this fear you know jesus himself did this he put the joy before him to endure the cross you know you need we need to really learn to use our minds i was saying this to a friend recently that the um i know that statistically or or according to science, we used only 10% of our mind. And I know that recently I read something, which means in the last few years, I read something that say they're, they're actually saying now that we're using less than 10% of our minds currently. And I really, this is my opinion, you can't find the scripture, but I really believe that the rest of it was intended for Holy Spirit power. Now, there's some things that also research being done on people who pray in spirit and they actually see new parts of their brain lighting up and things like that. And But I really believe with all my heart that our minds have the capacity for so much more, to dream bigger, to see things the way God sees it. And that in that place where we dream with him, where we see what he sees, where we see ourselves the way he sees us, that we can really experience breakthrough in areas of our lives that we may have been struggling with for years. But if if we see ourselves the way God sees us, if we see fear under our feet, that fear, if we start identifying it for what it is, we can experience great victory in areas of our lives, you know? Think, hold that picture, create that picture. What does it look like in this area? I'll give you an example, just so you know, I also struggle with things, you know, but for example, I've got a dream about something, I guess I've had this vision for three years, four years of something I can see in Albania and it's just never been the time and I wasn't right yet. I wasn't ready yet. And suddenly in the last few months, I've started to realize I'm, I'm ready. And now I'm starting to see that vision clearer and clearer. I'm thinking on it. I'm meditating. I'm making this picture so clear in my mind of what I can see that I believe now God has been really putting that desire, that dream in my heart of what I can see. We're not there yet where we have to implement it. But isn't it incredible that since I've started to paint that picture, I cannot tell you how many people I've met that um, will be really good connections for when those things come in, things that I can learn from them and everything. And so I want to encourage you to really take this seriously. I also have a picture on the inside of my heart of the, what kind of mom I want to be and what kind of wife I want to be. And I see it. I'm not there yet, but I see it. I see it. And I know that's who I am. And I know that is what God has put in me. And so it doesn't, it doesn't discourage me like working with a goal. It encourages me because I know who I am. I know where, where I'm going. I've put this joy in front of me. And I know that God is empowering me, empowering me to get there and see that result. Another example or example, another question you can ask yourself is what, what examples do I remember from what I've been listening to? What examples stood out for me? What is an example of me living above fear? What does it look like? Um, yeah, from what we've shared, how do you think you could share what you've learned with someone else? Take a moment, try to 
write down what would you share you know what would you share how would you share it based on what you heard because there is so many people living with fear in this world it is so important that we're able to give people answers and practical advice when it comes to this from scriptures from the word and from our own victories that we've seen so <clears throat> we're going to continue with a question how and why do you think the scriptures help you to move from the realm of fear into the realm of God's love, to seeing God for who he is and, and really believing it and then stepping out on that? Why do you think it helps to meditate on Christ in you so that you can walk fearlessly? How does that work? Focusing on Christ in you, how does that remove fear? Think about that, okay? Why do you think it's important to awaken to the reality of who you are in Christ? How can you help yourself to awaken to that more? Is there maybe some leaders you can go to, pastors you can speak to, Christian friends you can speak to, Bible studies you can do about your identity in Christ, okay? What do you think will happen in your life when you truly start to believe and walk in the realm where there is no fear? Think as practically as you can. Please don't think, just uh, don't say, oh, I will be so blessed. No, think practically, what does it look like, okay? You can even think what area of your life where you have applied the word of Jesus, what has been the result? Let that encourage you for this area in your life, okay? And also, <clears throat> to meditate on your identity as God's beloved child. How does that change how you see fear? Because when we look at Jesus, and remember, he's more than our example, he's our prototype. We can see someone who lived above fear completely. And yet he didn't live that for us to look at a good example and say, well, if he can do it, maybe I can do it. He did that to open the way for us to do that and more, because he has now empowered us when we believe. He has placed his spirit inside of us, empowering us to live where he lived in the world, but above fear. Okay, so that's all for today. Today I'm not going to share anything new with you, but I believe if you will take the time, because I'm even going to make it shorter, so if you'll take the rest of the time that's left and a few extra minutes and really think about these questions, meditate on them, maybe meditate on a scripture as well and be honest with yourself and speak to God, I believe that is the best place you can stop before you move forward so that you too may be the wise man or woman who built your house on listening and obeying the word of God and not just listening and listening but actually seeing a house being built where when the storm of fear comes you can resist it and you can stand. Amen. Wonderful. Speak to you soon. You can find more of our free teachings on our website www.gracelife.co And if you're ever in the Duras area, we invite you to join us for one of our gatherings. Our aim is to help you discover Jesus, find family, and experience life. To contact us or to find out where and when we meet, visit our website www.gracelife.co